welcome to the Norfolk Folklore Society, the first official episode, I guess, even though we've been doing this for a very long time now. Very long time. Very long time. I'm really sorry if you can hear weird noises in the background. We're recording this over Zoom um, and my dog has decided that he likes a pillow a lot. My heating is really loud. I would say pipes, <laughs> but I will not say pipes, particularly as what we're about to discuss. Mm. We've got a good one today. So um, this is actually a story that we kind of, we really wanted to cover uh, when we, in our previous life. When we were the artists, the artists formerly known as Weird Norfolk. Yep. Which we are no longer. We are now the Norfolk. We are no longer, although frankly, it's still really us. Yeah, it is. Um, But anyway, we shall move on. We're not busy now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we wanted to cover this but we were always a little bit reluctant um because for a long time the property was actually uh, people lived there and we've always been as everyone knows we're very conscious of not sharing stories for addresses where people live because we don't want to scare them because mm. i it's know disrespectful, I, yeah, isn't it, i think uh, it is and um I think it's okay if the people have contacted us yeah. and want to talk about it. That's like absolutely fine. But um, otherwise, I, I think the it's... The power of suggestion, we know that, don't we? You know, the, we only need to look at photographers who've gone to take pictures at the places we've done stories or people who work at places. Suggestion is huge, isn't it? Mm. So yeah. we just stay clear. Um, but with this one, something happened um, and nobody is living at this place anymore. And from pictures of what happened, I shouldn't think that they will be living there again. Doesn't look that way. So we feel like, um, pers- I, I, I hope Stacia agrees, I haven't actually talked this through with you, but I thought maybe if we don't name the people that this happened to, although that information is out there, if people really want to find it, yeah. it is out there. Um, but I think we can definitely name the village, do you think? Or do you want to stay yeah. clear of that? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, my only worry is they refurbish it, I guess. Mm. I don't Let's know. Let's leave it. Let's leave it then. We won't, we've decided, everyone, as you can hear, we're not yes. going to name the actual um, village. We're just going to give a general region. But there are yeah. clues if you are really, we will talk about clues. Yeah. <laughs> You will so be you, able to track this down. You, if you will really definitely, want to. if you really, really want to, you can track but it down. But you could have without us too. So, yes, definitely. Um, like the, that's the, fair enough. The story is out there. It's out there. It is out there. Um, can you actually hear Peanut? No. Oh, that's fine then. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. So, also another thing um, before we get going. Um, quite exciting because again we're out on our own now we thought it might be quite good to start doing kind of sponsored episodes so um we'll see how it goes um and if anyone is interested in being a sponsor let me know <laughs> um but today's first um sponsored episode is uh sponsored how many more times can i say sponsored episode the you did well well Thanks. done um sponsored by the folklore box and i'll be along a little bit later to tell you a little bit more about it and uh with that we shall get on with the story yeah so the story was was actually reported in the local press not in the papers as far as i could find but it was on anglia tv um but the best kind of introduction i came across was in lantern 
good old lantern. Um, in August 1975, and oh, sorry, I just did a hiccup. I had like a whole Mm. little bowl of broken biscuits before starting today, so they're just were they bought broken or yeah, they're like a massive box of broken biscuits we've discovered. It's amazing in Iceland. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like a little treasure box. (laughs) You just never know what you're gonna get. Anyway, sorry. Onto the story, <laughs> peeps. That's what you're here for, not to hear about broken biscuits. Um, Although added relatable content. Well yes, done. thanks. Um, so I'll just read kind of the first part of the story, I think, mm-hmm. if that's all right. Um, the psychical research, sec- research section of the BSIG, Borderline Science Investigation Group, is currently investigating reports of a haunting at blank. Oh, I should say redacted, at redacted, redacted. Yeah. recently the flat of redacted and the adjoining yeah. flat belonging to redacted have been the scene of strange happenings. On the 9th of 12th of August last, Mrs. Redacted woke in the early hours of the morning, brackets 2am, to see a female figure in a white dress at the foot of her bed. Next day, she learned that her neighbour had seen a similar figure. The next night, Mrs. Redacted was so frightened of seeing the apparition again that she slept with her light on. Even then, she said there was a strange sense of evil in the flat. She told her mother about what happened, and the two of them spent the following night together in the haunted bedroom. At about 6am, Mrs. Redacted's mother saw the apparition of a man walk from the window to the door. Then she said her hair stood on end. It felt as if someone was pulling at it. At the same time, a crucifix on a chain round her neck was pulled tighter as if trying to strangle her. Later the next day, the apparition of the man seen during the night was seen from outside of a bedroom window. The family was so frightened that they contacted a local clergyman who has offered prayers in the flat. At the moment, this seems to have laid the ghost. However, the psychical research section is still carrying out investigations, and it seems likely, according to reports, that similar phenomena is still occurring in nearby flats. So that's like the first... The first bit, the kind of breakdown of what happened, isn't it? Before we get the juicy stuff of the witness account. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a, this sounds like, might sound like a weird thing to say, but it sounds very 70s. Do you think it sounds like really? It does. Just the way it's written, doesn't it? Yeah. I just like Um, a real vision of it. Yeah. And these, these, these flats at this point would have been quite new. Yeah. So they would have been, they were built in like, I think the 50s. Maybe a little late, maybe six. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, and they're on a piece of land that was that was once a prison of war camp, yeah. wasn't it? So one of the interesting kind of things I came across, I actually technically came across this story like years and years ago when I went to see a film at Cinema City. Um, I don't know if you remember the episode where we talked about Morley Old Hall, and yeah. the. the it's the same film that that appeared in and that was the one that um was one of the inspirations for ghost watch speaking of pipes or not mm. um i did manage to track down that vid that film and i re-watched the portion of the interview with these two people and in that tv interview 
they say that the flats were believed to have been built on the site of an old chapel. Mm. And so, like you said, when we kind of start looking into it, we find out that this was the site of a um, a prisoner of war camp. So there is a possibility that there was a chapel as part of that. Yeah, I kind of thought she was more suggesting that it was a church. And when I looked into that, there are two ruined churches, aren't there? Really close. Um, there's two within within a kilometre and a half. A kilometre? Okay, I so said I couldn't find any. So I had a look yeah. on some old maps. And that particular area looked like um, it was just fields and quite near some gravel pits. Yeah, so it, it can... definitely is. It's um, within... A kilometre and a half of that site. There how, are far is a kamala, how far churches. is a kilometre? So, Tell me from somewhere to somewhere because I can't picture it. Otherwise. Okay, so about half a mile, um, it, both sides. Okay. Or kind of to two, so to both, to two of the sides of that site, mm-hmm. there are two ruined churches. So nowhere near, it would, you know, it, it wasn't built on the side um, of the church yeah. because yeah. the two churches, they're two deserted villages. So what this... Prisoner of War camp was built on the site of a deserted village. Okay. okay. Um, so so yeah. it may well, uh, it, and it probably would, because it was um, it was an Italian uh, prisoner of war camp. That's right. So the likelihood is they will have had some form of chapel because the likelihood is they would have been Roman Catholic. Yeah, and that's and the the site did have like amenities. I guess yeah. so it, it does seem very logical and to be fair when I first heard it uh, saying a chapel was on the site my brain went to like medieval chapels so I was like looking at all these old maps and stuff yeah. and then I was like oh hang on a second maybe that's what yeah. they mean yes. and I think the um it's actually really interesting when I got into the prisoner of war camp that was like a whole nother like rabbit hole to go down can you hear him yet peanut stop it Stop it. I think you're talking to nobody. I can't, I can't hear anything. That sounds like <laughs> you're talking to a poltergeist. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, um, like you said, it was a, would have been built by Italian prisoner of wars. Um, but then they started bringing in other nationalities. So they had German and they actually had a lot of Ukrainian soldiers there, mm. um, like towards the end of its time, I think. Um and it, I guess it would have been like a really emotionally charged space. Mm. Although I, I think from what I can see, the the the, the locals greeted them quite cheerfully mm. and they were part of the community. And mm. there are lots of stories about the Germans in particular kind of creating toys for the kids. Mm. And, and it would have been towards the end of the war and after the war. Mm. Um, and I think actually, I think our country's intolerance towards people coming in from other countries is, um, you know, stoked up at the moment, possibly. Mm. But um, I'm not sure it was bizarrely like that during the war. I think yeah. there was an understanding that everybody had been doing what our boys were doing. Yeah, you know, so I, think... I definitely, I think you're right. I couldn't see any kind of like Hatred. negative stories, like and, and you know, no stories of like, no, yeah, no, nothing like bad happening. But then you do, or on the other side of it, you do always get like this kind of like, um, I guess almost like a stereotypical view. If it was like Nazis, then they would have, you yeah. know, they had an interest in the occult. Yeah, and you know, so it's like, oh, 
<laughs> and also, of, of course, it's you know, it's it is people who who would have been held responsible for killing British soldiers, mm. and it's just a really interesting site, isn't it? It's kind of um, quite close to, to to. I think we can say that quite to- close to Fakenham, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, it's it's a really quiet area, isn't it? Very. And quiet. then there's this weird kind of housing estate yeah because it kind of comes out of nowhere we literally Mm. like stumbled across it when we were on one of our little adventures with with Denise and we were just driving along a road like it's like a country road and then all of a sudden there was this little mini housing estate with a yeah it was very strange yeah it was Um, really strange Mm. so shall we go on to the next bit of the story yeah do you want me to go into that a little bit yeah you go into that okay so so this is in uh, a later edition of lantern and um our intrepid reporters have contacted um the witnesses involved in in this haunting and received a letter now the letter is very long so mm. i will cut it right back yeah i cut it right um, back because a, lo- a big chunk of it is kind of what we've already heard what we've think, already said it? there's some kind of details in here that are, are quite interesting so it recounts the story of exactly what happened so it's it's the younger woman um who had her mother to stay um and she kind of talks about having told her husband that she'd seen this this apparition and um and 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 he tells her he just says the flats are haunted which is okay did you not think to mention that (laughs) um and um and says also that the woman in the flat next door had already told one of his friends that she'd seen exactly the same thing that that his wife had seen and that was before so the two women hadn't actually spoken about it yeah no i didn't get that impression so. no and this and the 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 um the woman next door had also seen a young girl of about 14 so she um the 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 wife um with kind of speaks speaks to her husband and says she's frightened and decides to sleep with the lights on that age-old cure for poltergeist <laughs> that you just keep the light on um and she says even though the lights were on, I was terrified. A strange sense of evil was in the flat and I had difficulty in breathing. I didn't sleep all night and was even frightened in the daytime. I felt something evil was in the flat. And then she shares her woes with dear old mother who laughs at her um, and then says she'll spend the night there the next night. So she sets up a kind of camp bed on the floor and um, you know she's kind of joking, you know, I'm not afraid. Um, I'm just interested. One thing that really interested me about this: where is the husband at this? Because w- wouldn't he be in the bedroom as well? And this is a bit know. weird. I don't know. Like... He kind of seems to flit in and out, and and then just says really useful things like the flat's haunted. Yeah, because he wasn't. He didn't appear in the interview for Anglia TV. He wasn't even mentioned. Yeah. So you get the, from the interview with Anglia TV, you almost feel like it's the mother and the. The, the daughter the, the, yeah, the daughter the was forces, like an older daughter wasn't she because she was obviously married but yeah against the forces of evil yeah um so mum comes and stays for the night and it starts it all you know it's all it's all giggles isn't it and haha well, i'm not afraid and uh, then very quickly it goes downhill and they can't sleep um and the and, and so the letter carries on as daylight came we both got a terrible feeling of evil in the flat 
we were afraid even with the lights on. We got up at about 4am and saw drops of what looked like water in the bedroom doorway. We tasted them, bit weird. Um, They were salty like tears. I missed that bit. Did you? Yeah. Um, My bedroom light kept flickering and we returned to bed to try and get some sleep. At 6am, my mother was still not asleep and she saw a man walk from the window to the door. He was so real, she thought it was my husband getting up. There he is. And then she realised that he was still in bed. So she was sleeping on the floor. (laughs) He was in there. (laughs) Uh, Then her hair stood up. She felt something was pulling it and the crucifix around her neck twisted until it was trying to strangle her. She had borrowed it from a certain person the previous night. The next bit is the bit I kind of think is the creepiest bit of all of this. I don't know why. Um, But so the mother is having a crucifix strangled around her neck. And so the daughter who doesn't have a crucifix, not that it appears to be making a difference. No. um, She writes, I crossed two hair clips on my bedside table because I had no other cross. We got up and both felt we couldn't breathe. So we decided to get out of the flat quickly. And while I was gathering my things, we heard the stair rail leading to the flat banging mm-hmm. as if someone were coming up the stairs, but nobody was there. Then as we stood by my bedroom door, we both saw the hair grips uncross themselves. Mm. We got out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a bit it's, creepy. Yeah, that is the bit that like really gets you. And that's like not mentioned anywhere yeah. else. It's only in this letter to the lantern. I don't think I have ever felt that hair clips were creepy no until that moment (laughs) (laughs) and now she for nothing is safe no i've actually got like a hair clip right here you got another one Mm, yes have you should i make a hair should i make a hair clip cross and make a hair clip cross do you think she put them in and made it like quite secure or just couple i think she just put them on top of each other okay but, well, yeah, you, but you would gonna... make a proper one, wouldn't you? Yeah, like it'd be that. quite easy, wouldn't it? Yeah. And very good. Shifra has, for the benefit of the tape, um, created a crucifix from a pair of hair clips. There we go. We'll see if they uncross during we'll this see conversation. If that works. I have got I've got a crucifix up here, but that is plastic. Um, so who knows? Who knows who will win in the battle against <laughs> the darkness? It um, is a really creepy story, though, isn't it? It is a really creepy story. And I mean, I kind of think it gets a bit lost in detail after this in this witness letter. There's a lot of talk about a woman who gave mm, who a gave... crucifix to the mother who then claims that actually the poltergeist is what is after her. Mm. Um, and that she's and then, possessed. Um, and they think she's possessed, don't they, by this poltergeist? They then think she's possessed and, and, and then don't speak to her anymore. I mean, yeah. to be fair. You know, but they say she's wouldn't. moving away soon, so they're just avoiding her. <laughs> and then um, they have the house exercise, don't they? Mm-hmm. Which really seems to have been quite a, a, a casual thing back in the 70s. This is it, that's such a 70s thing to do to just like, yeah. oh yeah, I'll just have my house exercise. Like it just doesn't well, seem to happen anymore. I was reading about this and kind of thinking that exact thought, kind of thinking, hmm. You know, that's a bit bizarre, isn't it? But apparently after Poltergeist, no, after The Exorcist came out, which was in 1973, I think, um, basically they their guidelines for exorcisms were drawn up officially mm-hmm. after the release of the, of the horror film. 
Um, and there was then a really big exorcism in, in Yorkshire, basically because they realised that the public had been given a name for what had been happening. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they realised that this stuff going on in their houses was needed to be exercised, the church mm-hmm. kind of quickly um, stepped in and, and made these guidelines up. Mm-hmm. And they use kind of ancient prayers to defeat evil. They call for protection and deliverance from the wrath of evildoers, from the assaults of evil spirits, from foes visible and invisible, from the snares of the devil, from all passions that beguile the soul and body. So I have just exercised you right there. I know. (laughs) I feel better for for it. For free. Thanks. Yes. So all of you listening, your house has just been exercised by me. I mean, I am not a man or woman of God, but I do have a plastic crucifix and a sheet (laughs) one made of hair clips. (laughs) There was a map. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there was an incident um, when Anglia TV were there as well. I don't know if you – did you see that little – Yeah. So there was a thing that the – some lights exploded when they were filming in the bedroom. Yes, they put a light above the bedroom door to lighten up the room, a bit Mm -hmm. bit selfie-esque, wasn't it? Kind of a bit of selfie light. And the heat-resistant outer glass of the light shattered. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, according to the witness, the cameraman said in all his experience, nothing had ever made his lights do that before. Although when the BSIG contacted them, they said this happened all the time. Yeah. So, (laughs) but then there was, um, they said, um, when we looked up to the flat from outside, my mother said she could see the same man she had seen in the morning looking Mm. at her from my daughter's, sorry, my daughter's bedroom. She fainted and started to pull her hair and try to strangle herself. See, that just sounds just awful, doesn't it? Like it does. Yeah, it, it really does. Um and the mother was too upset to continue the discussion, wasn't she? So yeah. although the woman spoke to um Ivan of, of Lantern, the mother was too upset and, and was really furious, I think, with her friend who she thought had brought this all on mm-hmm. by dabbling in the occult. Yeah. Um and and they thought that the spirit, the evil spirit that had been conjured up, had brought these ghosts with them because mm. it, I think I said to you before we started recording, it was it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a conundrum because all we've been taught about poltergeists is that they are invisible, that yeah. ghosts are visible, and that ghosts replay things that happened in their lives. Whereas spirits and poltergeists are energies that have a will of their own and can create chaos, mm. basically, or create whatever they want to create. But, you know, they can, if you believe, they can pop back and give you a message and say, you know, um, your nan's proud of you. Yeah. Or they can fuse all your electrics and uh, make you and strangle you with a crucifix. Mm. You know, that's your luck, isn't it, really? Yeah. What's it going to be? Is so, Nan coming back to say hello or is she coming back to strangle you? To strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think just we'll take a quick break and we'll hear momentarily all about the folklore box. And I think when we come back, we should have a chat about what it what we think this might be. Definitely. Hi, sponsor Shifra here. I'm here to tell you all about today's episode sponsor, The Folklore Box. Created, curated and illustrated by artist Matt Willis, who's also responsible for the stunning illustrations in Shookzine. You can find The Folklore Box shop on Etsy 
and it's full of beautiful folklore-inspired prints, hanging decorations, badges and stickers, and also a great little um, collection of themed boxes which Matt puts together based around a certain folklore topic. So if you're interested, do head on over to Matt's Etsy shop. That's, like I said, if you search the folklore box and uh, buy yourself a little treat. I'll hand back over to podcast Schiefer and Stacia now. <laughs> and we're back. I hope you enjoyed that little advert. <laughs> and we might have more, we might not. <laughs> who knows who knows we don't um so before the little that little break we were just we decided we'd have a little bit of a chat to see what we thought this is because mm. like you were saying Stacia we have like this real kind of like preconceived idea of what a poltergeist is and yeah. I personally don't necessarily think that this meets those criteria Mm, but it doesn't also meet the criteria of ghost no so I was having a little look around into like what the what different types of like I guess paranormal entities there are and there's actually tons there's loads (laughs) I like the funnel ghost funnel ghost I did see that one what's the funnel ghost I can't remember I didn't include that one on my list because I thought to be fair I didn't go into I thought that's a subject for another day but I just (laughs) assume it to be I don't know something you can pour into a jug I don't know (laughs) don't know Um, or something that I don't know but yeah I I like the sound of it yeah there was a ghost which is kind of like a spirit of a person yeah which is intelligent and interactive Mm mm-hmm then you, which this could be that, but there's residual hauntings, which mm-hmm. are kind of, I guess, a bit like your your Anne Boleyn's, like that kind of like um, like a historical imprint, often called a place like, memory, like, a, like an impression, nice. like an impression in space and time, really, yeah. a bit stone tapey, yeah not Um, interacting with you no it's just like something on repeat yeah but yeah I like the idea of it being called a place memory I think that's actually really nice yeah um then we have so the poltergeist um and that's caused by a living agent which who is experiencing repressed deep emotions which cause a sudden release of psychokinetic energy Mm. which is interesting like and, Carrie yeah and I guess like you know again we have that idea that the pulse guy has, oh it's you know a, uh, a teenage woman is going through but it can actually be anyone who is like yeah. so you know having kind of like a particularly like I guess like a crisis I guess like an emotional kind of crisis maybe and they wouldn't the right realize that they would be manifesting would they no so the poltergeist goes to that kind of like, and and it's it's as far as I can see, and this is what's making me think this isn't poltergeist, is that poltergeists aren't usually. I'm obviously not an expert, and there may be cases. There probably are millions of cases, but they don't seem to often be accompanied by a, an apparition. I don't know if you found that. Well, other than that, they can create them. Okay. As part of the dastardly mischief making, that they can manifest 
a ghost-like creature in order to find somebody. Mm-hmm. So, but not not as you say, not themselves. Because mm. the thing that I found that kind of did maybe fit this is that kind of idea of a demonic haunting. And that's like a, a powerful supernatural being that wants to scare someone and that mm. they can they can move objects, they can do all that kind of poltergeisty shenanigans, but they also have like the ability to change shapes. And that idea that in, you know, they saw they saw three different types of apparitions. They saw the woman, didn't they, dressed in white? They saw a little girl and they saw a man. Yeah. And also the fact that this happened over multiple properties, I find that you would think the poltergeist is like for one person and would be in one space. The fact that yeah. it was two, and this Mrs. Redacted who lived in one flat, there's no, she didn't see the apparitions at the same time with the woman in the other flat. They were like completely separate. Mm. So I don't know. It doesn't say poltergeist. I mean, unless you've got something. So, I mean, normally a poltergeist is attached to a person, isn't mm-hmm. it? Not, not to a house, which is why those exorcisms of a house don't ever seem to have any sense, really, because it can just attach itself mm-hmm. to the person and then take well, it can be taken with you. Yeah, so, and this is the whole thing with a demonic kind of entity. I don't personally like the word demonic because I have, find that has like religious connotations personally. And if you don't believe in God, it's like, how can you believe in that kind of like devilly character? I suppose you more but, think about it as a personal demon. Yeah. Um, but that um, the kind of demonic haunting can attach themselves to actual objects. So if the cross was the actual object, it could be passed around to different people and mm. it can move around. Whereas if it's the person, it's a, like the poltergeisty person attachment, I don't know how it would have moved to other places. I don't understand how it was there and then the mother brings in a crucifix that has come from outside mm. and then that is the... That's the uh, object. Yeah. It, That's it, a good point, actually, because it happened it? before she stayed the night, didn't it? Yeah. So it's yeah, it is is it's difficult. I think I think it's I think it's more likely to be some a spirit than it is to be a ghost because mm-hmm. as you say, ghosts traditionally just come kind of come along, drift about, do their thing. Mm. And really ghosts are frightening. They yeah. can frighten you, but poltergeists or spirits are dangerous. Yeah. Oh. And that's it, and like a, a ghost is usually like a per it was a person and that ghost might be trying it's like an intelligent kind of being and it's trying to contact another person yeah. and it's scary in that oh my god there's my nan yes <laughs> but not scary as in a it's not trying to necessarily scare you it's there's like this message kind of I thing I think we think don't we because because you hear the word ghost people are frightened of ghosts because you mm. don't really want to see the dead do you and you're not really sure what a ghost could 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 look like. Mm. But actually, you know, if you look at the the research on this, and that's given if, if you believe this, obviously, mm. but if you look at the research, then it says 
they're not interacting with you at all. You know, they are just replaying something mm-hmm. that they've done over and over and again. And that's that residual haunting element, yeah, isn't it? So, so there's residual... like the residual hauntings, which are just replaying. Then you have ghosts, yeah. which are the spirit of the person who are trying to communicate. So, yeah. And then you have this kind of like evil or malicious entity. but Or simply intelligent, simply yeah. able to to make a difference to the surroundings. I mean, I suppose you'd say a ghost makes a difference to the surroundings because it just appears and it's ghostly and that in itself Mm. is making a difference to the surroundings. But this can make things happen, can move things, Mm. can, you know. I mean, there is, like, they say, like, they describe it as, like, an evil entity. Oh, and it scared us with, like, it's weird water and crossing of uncrosses, whatever. Um, so we're like, okay, it must be like a poltergeist or a demonic haunting, or but we don't actually know what it was trying to do. And it's you know, it's those people who were in like a it's their interpretation of what it was trying to do. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, take given by the fact that two weeks after Ang- Anglia filmed, both residents had been rehoused. Yeah, that's true. Then it makes you think either, I mean, if you're going to be completely honest, it makes you think either they both wanted to be rehomed. Mm. And, you know, when you look at a lot of these cases we've covered, and we've covered a lot of of cases of of poltergeist activity or so-called poltergeist activity, and it's quite notable that a lot of these are in housing estates, are in areas where there was a possibility of being moved quite mm. easily you know if you own a house if you if my house suddenly had a poltergeist attached to it it's not an easy matter for me to just I can sell it but that's going to take time mm. if I am on a council register not now but before it was fairly simple to move mm. And and I'm sure that there were many cases where people said things had happened when they hadn't. Mm. And um, I guess because um, all these things are like so much in was like in the 70s. I mean, there was a massive like um, res- what's the word? Hang on a second, I wrote the term down. Like a revival in like witchcraft and the occult, and obviously the films like you said, like The Exorcist. These uh, were all really in people's minds because it was everywhere, and so I can see it being like a like an easy yeah. excuse and the to... exorcist had only been out in 73 mm. this is 75 mm. and there is a great deal of crucifix energy in this story <laughs> yeah. um because i know the... said that you know you look and i was gonna say that we've done we've done as i said a lot of these poltergeist stories um and this kind of seems to be another of those cluster areas where it happens. Mm. So we've got one in Norwich where there are absolutely loads of these 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 similar stories in the Barrett Street, Silver Street, Mousehold Street, mm. puppet theatre areas where it, it's it's almost like a, a, a square mile of poltergeist activity, and that was way before any of the films yes it was any of the books yeah it was a long time before that and then you've got the Lartman ones and then you've got um the Tharston ghost you've got 
you know, you've got ghosts and they're all on these these estates, but then there's a lot of energy on those estates too. You've got people coming back from the war. You've got mm-hmm. people who yeah. have... Yeah, because these were like new homes for these people, yeah. weren't they? That... And although they were kind of really welcomed and everyone was really pleased that they had a new house, there was also a lot of kind of residual energy going and on trauma, there. And trauma, like people suffering trauma, you know. Yeah. And... And in this in this Fakenham area, you've got Ciderstone, um, which is not too far away, which was the um, rectory, which was hugely haunted mm-hmm. by a poltergeist activity for years and years and yeah. years. Um, was that a got, Victorian one? Is it Victorian or was it 20s? Yeah. So it's kind of described at the time as our own bawdy rectory, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, and that was, a, that was a reverend being um, plagued by... We should do uh, a podcast possibly. about that episode. That that would be a good one, I think. Yeah, that would be because that's a, there's a lot going on in that yeah. story. Um, and there was the one in down near down a market that we wrote about in mm. in the West Norfolk Village. Um, I also know, think there was interest in that whole thing about the witchcraft revival. Um, there's mm-hmm. um, in the kind of mid sixties down at Borsey. Um, there's um, quite a lot of articles in papers about black magic at Borsey. Mm. And actually, the Museum of Witchcraft and Ma- Magic in Boss Castle have, um, as part of their collection, um, a whole load of cuttings about that. So I guess that kind of familiarity with the occult was in people's minds as well. So it was all very like prevalent. Mm. Like and also, you know, I suppose it suddenly, you know, like I said earlier, it suddenly had a name, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, you people know, just yeah knew what they were. I don't. I don't think there's ever been a time when people have not talked about ghosts or hauntings or, mm-hmm. you know. I think the first poltergeist mention is in the 1600s. Yeah. You know, which was, I believe, a long time before the film. I don't. Did they call it poltergeist then? I'd be quite I interested really to know when the poltergeist term started being used. I think they did, but in some old Germany way that was more kind of <laughs> poltergeisty or something. I don't know. There was. It was the same meaning. I made myself laugh then with saying all it was in Germany. You didn't laugh at all, Stacia. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I laugh now, does that make it better? No. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think these are things that have always been talked about and always mm. been known about. And, you know, I mean, again, as we the, re- the whole reason we don't give addresses, we don't, say where things have happened and you know we've done we've had some terrifying ones haven't we and mm. um, that one near Higham Street which yeah. you know the house is still there you yeah. know people still live in it and it may not happen to them and and that's that's fine yeah I hope it doesn't happen to them but um I think I one think of the interests with sorry what was you gonna say no no I, I just think they're they're kind of if they're true, they're absolutely terrifying because this is a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's one thing, you know, we think to ourselves, oh, it'd be quite nice to pop along to Blickling on May the 19th and see Anne Boleyn pass us by in a ghost mm. in a ghost coach and not quite the same to spend the night in... No, in someone's house hideous... that you're going to maybe see a no. man walking across the room. It's not quite the same, is it? And there is a little bit of an update, isn't there? Well, this is it. Like, I think one of the things that just makes, just gives it a hint of interestingness Mm. is that in 2021, Mm -hmm. um, there was actually a massive fire in this little block of flats. Um, I did some research 
and it's not so the the two upper flats um were the ones which were where these hauntings were happening and one of the upper flats burnt down now that wasn't the residence of mrs redacted it was her next door neighbor who saw the little girl so right. that one i mean that flat is like gone mm. absolutely gone and the rest of the flats have basically been vacated because it's you know there's nothing they can really do i, I mean i think short of demolishing it that that's the only thing they can do really we were we were kind of lolloping about outside there, weren't we? While yeah. poor Denise sat in the car. Yeah. I, like, us, I taking... screeched as we went past. I was like, oh, that's, 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 that's a part <laughs> of the And there we are in a housing state taking pictures of a of a of a burnout flat. Um yeah. but like it's proper just, urbexes, weren't we? Yeah. Except we didn't it's go just, in. I mean, we're we're being quite lighthearted about it. Luckily, no one was harmed at all. They managed, everybody managed to get out. I mean, their lives have been changed forever, which is obviously really, um, really sad, really awful. But it just makes you think, was this, was that kind of always destined for something to happen there? You know, you have to say that it is quite a coincidence, isn't it? It is quite a coincidence. And they, the the official kind of findings was it was burnt down by candles, which, you know, it does happen. But I think it's just because it's got this history and the fact that, I mean, it's devastated. Yeah. Like that flat is like an ex flat. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And the people are so lucky to get out safely and, you know, um, and it's now been like know. that for for th- two years. Isn't yeah, it? that's it. And they're just not doing anything with it. It's very weird, no. actually. No, um, I did it's a strange. It's a strange little patch, isn't it? There. Yeah. I kind of think that whatever has happened there, there's got to be some kind of residual something from mm. you know just these 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 villages that disappear. Yeah, you know, it's a village that was that was there in the Doomsday Book and was gone, mm. um, and it was gone because the landowner threw everybody off his land mm. and mm. made them. And I don't think, unlike other parts of of the county, I don't think houses were built for them. So you can imagine the fury, and the mm. anger, and the resentment, and and the bad feeling about mm. being thrown off your out of your village yeah and then and then like it becoming the prisoner of war camp yeah and that all the emotion i'm sure they were glad to be alive but they're a long way from home they don't know what's going to happen there must have been a lot of fear a lot of Mm. concern a lot of guilt a lot of all of that i mean that is like you said when these houses are are being built for you know people coming back from the war then again like we mentioned earlier that's got a whole other it's like layers of of emotion and like yes does that does see if you believe in like energies and like entities and things like that you know does that just draw things to a place and it is you know it is a a fairly remote part of the county yeah you know it is it is an area I mean that that area around there is is literally lost village ahoy isn't it it's almost every other village is is a lost village it's a you know, I wouldn't go as far as saying bleak because that's not very nice. And actually, it's quite nice around there, and there's mm-hmm. quite a lot to, to see. Yeah. If you're particularly if you're us. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we had a great day out. <laughs> we had a great day out around there. Really yeah. amazing. So much to see. So much to see. But um, 
yeah I, I guess think it's... almost in itself it's like a haunting kind of landscape isn't it it really is there's and, so and... much lost there and, and you know there, there, there are these as I said these two ruins that are within a mile of each other and mm. um, that are still there that that were just left you know just mm. these churches just just abandoned because their population was thrown out and yeah you kind of feel it's a, it's a landscape with a lot to hide hasn't it mm, definitely and um i think that that those differential the, the differences between what's a ghost what's a poltergeist what's a spirit what's a this what's a that i mean it's like bird watching for the paranormal isn't it really yeah you know, it what, is what, I was thinking it'd be it? you almost want like um you know like a quiz that you used to get in like the teen magazines and you tick a certain boxes and then it tells you what sort it is. Does your entity yeah a crucifix do, do, do. b yeah. do, do. maybe we b, should do one of them people uncross your hair clips or c dress in white and then uh, you like yeah. add up the points don't you and then it'll tell you if you get this many points oh what do you think it needs and in what white we need to get a funnel ghost. That's what I want to know. I would like a funnel ghost. We'll I really probably wouldn't. I'm not. In, I'm not. I'm not, not inviting one. In. I'm not inviting one. I'm not inviting one in just in case there's one outside. <laughs> I'd just like to say I have a funnel and I use it. And it doesn't need to be haunted. Very rarely. <laughs>